Thank you very much, Lynn. Let us bow our heads in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So, where is heaven? What's it like? Well, a little girl, Judy, tried to explain. Heaven is much bigger than everything, than the whole universe. It has to be big to fit God and all his angels in. If God stood in front of us now, I'd probably only be able to see the bottom of his big toe. (laughs) Children often have no problem picturing heaven as being the place where God is. And that's very good. And uh, they think in terms of him being up there somewhere. Well, heaven may be where God is and a place that's good, but is it really up there? Unlike biblical times, we know that the world's not flat, uh, though there may actually be some people who still uh, hold to that view and argue against it. Uh, The majority of the world have a different view to biblical times. Uh, when the, they thought in those days that the heavens were above, that we were here, and down below was hell and the devil and the fiery furnace. When the first Russian cosmonauts went into space, there was a cartoon in a Russian newspaper joking that the exploration into heavens had not bumped into God. In other words, they thought the space travel would disprove God. In contrast, some American astronauts had gone into space and they felt that their faith was deepened. They didn't necessarily believe that God was up there, but they did find God in the wonder of it all. Now, last Thursday was Ascension Day, and in our lessons we learned how Jesus ascended into heaven. But some people have therefore asked the question, is it necessarily to believe in the ascension if we don't think that heaven's actually up there somewhere? Did Jesus really go upwards like a rocket? And if he did, sarcastically, they accuse who lit the touch paper. If heaven is another place, why did Jesus go up? Well, the fact is, I don't know. Perhaps God was demonstrating something at that time in a way that people could understand. The fact is, the ascension is mysterious. We believe heaven is another place. It's not necessarily up there. It's where God is. But there had to be some end to Jesus' ministry. And the ascension puts into words tries to describe the indescribable. And the crucial thing for us to grasp is this event was witnessed by the disciples. And we have to think, what is it that's being said about Jesus in this event that happened? So the first thing I want to say is, was the ascension necessary? Well, I think it was. The simple answer is, The visible presence of Jesus had to depart in some way. It was essential for him to return to be with his father from whence he came. Back to God the Father in a definitive manner. 
the resurrection appearances couldn't just sort of peter out. Something had to happen. There had to be a dividing day, if you like, between that of Jesus of the earth and the Christ of heaven. The incarnation was Jesus' coming into the world. The ascension was Jesus returning to the Father until one day he will come again to judge the living and the earth. So the ascension's actually really important. God receiving his son, placing his seal upon all that he'd done. And the way it happened wouldn't have gained votes for the greatest showman of the year. You see, I would have thought if you want the world to know that uh, Jesus is, uh, God's son is going to heaven, then you do it in front of everybody so everybody could see. But God doesn't work that way. Just as when Jesus came into the world, born at Bethlehem, there were just a few witnesses. So when he ascended, there were just a few witnesses, just like at his resurrection. To make a spectacle in front of huge crowds would have made Jesus uh, a wonder person, but they would have missed the point about his humility and his grace. The ascension was that moment when the disciples saw and were assured that Jesus was who he said he was. They were assured in their faith. They then were obedient to the words that were given and they were empowered to spread the gospel. It's interesting that in Mark's gospel, uh, the ascension is actually recorded as happening on the day of resurrection. In Mark 16, we read, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he was sat at the right hand of God. Mark often uses a shorthand and he packs a lot into his gospel very quickly. But Luke, who is more of a historian and pays attention to the, the facts, actually has a longer play out of this time scale. He says, Jesus appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. I love that. That Jesus didn't just rise again and then say, Tati bye, I'm off. <laughs> he spent time with those who loved them, talking about the things of the kingdom. He came to usher in the kingdom. So he came to explain the kingdom to them. And 40 days is significant in the Bible, of course, because often we hear of 40 days as that time of preparation. And he was preparing the disciples for what was to come for them. Just as when he was in the wilderness, Jesus was being prepared for his ministry. So he prepares the disciples for their ministry. They were chosen to carry on the work. It was to be continued. So the, the ascension was necessary because the work of the kingdom was to be continued. So we have the second part of Luke, Acts of the Apostles, or Acts of the Holy Spirit. In my former book, Theophilies, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do. Notice those words. All that he began to do and teach until the day he was taken up into heaven. It was the beginning, Jesus' ascension, not the end. The message is 
that the work of Jesus is to be continued, but in a new way. And that's why in Acts of the Apostles, Jesus said to the disciples, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. And two angels in the Acts Ascension story appear, just as there were angels at Jesus' birth and at the resurrection. And they start their message with interesting words, men of Galilee. How often do you hear those words in the New Testament? Not very often. Here, men of Galilee. Remember where you've come from. Remember where, what you're called to be. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking up into the sky? This same Jesus who was taken back into heaven from you will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. You are men of this world. You're from Galilee. That's where your journey started. Remember all that's happened? You were fishermen, but you were called to be fishers of people by the rabbi preacher. Now stop gazing upwards, look around you, and get on with the work. But wait first for the gift that will enable you to do that work. And waiting can be very difficult. Like watching for a film you're really into, and then those words come up at the end to be continued. And you have to wait till the next installment. Jesus wanted them to wait for him. And then when the Spirit came, things began to happen. The ascension is really important, just as Christmas is and Easter is. Theologically, it's very important for the Christian faith because the ascension was necessary and the disciples were not to keep gazing into the sky and waiting for him to come back and finish off the job they were to be about the work of the kingdom until one day it would all be completed in the coming of Christ. In other words, don't stay gazing, waiting for Jesus to come and sort the world out. We're called to get on with it. We're called to get on with it. Because Jesus is our ever-present Lord. The ascension was necessary. The work of the kingdom was to be continued. Jesus is our ever-present Lord now. Matthew tells us, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Jesus was to be crowned the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We read in Philippians, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in the earth and on the earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In the ascension, Jesus is exalted and for a purpose. In Eastern or Roman culture, to sit at the right hand of an emperor was the same thing as sharing his political and military power. The right was reserved for the eldest son. His ascension to the throne was celebrated with a national festival. And the New Testament makes it very clear that just as God the Father is almighty, present throughout the universe, so is Jesus. He was at the beginning with God, and now he's returned to be with God in heaven. Jesus is our savior, of course, our friend, but he's also our Lord and our master. 
And I think on Ascension Day, we should have a sense of awe and wonder before him. As we think about little Janae, we love her. But we have a sense of responsibility to introduce her to her Lord and her Master. And each one of us has that responsibility. C.S. Lewis writes, he cannot bless us unless he has us. When we try to keep within us an area that is our own, we try to keep an area of death. Therefore, in love, he claims us all. There is no bargaining with him. Jesus is our Lord and our master. Yes, our savior and our friend. But has he got your heart? Will you do the things he's called you to do? Because on Christian Aid Sunday and in this Christian Aid Week, there is a world that is crying out for help. And Jesus wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And in obedience to him, go out and be his people until he comes again. Pentecost meant that Jesus came into our hearts by his spirit. You see, at one time, he was limited by time and space when he was on the earth. He could only be here and there. But when he ascended and came by his spirit into the hearts of people, he is everywhere as long as we invite him in. St. Augustine of Hippo, who was born about 300 years after Jesus' death, said, and Jesus departed from our sight that we might return to our heart and find him there. For he departed, and behold, he is here. Jesus had to go in order to be more fully present. Do you get that? <laughs> he had to go to be more fully present. A cloud hid him from their sight. He was hidden at times when he was with us. But now he's just a prayer away. He ascended to pray for the world. In Romans it talks about him interceding for us. All those prayers that Ollie prayed. So much to pray for in the world. But he is praying and he's praying for us that we will go and be his hands and his feet in the world. The ascension was necessary. The work of the kingdom was to be continued. He's our ever-present Lord. Now stop gazing and go. Someone said, when it comes to belief in the Lord's return, there are two types of Christian, gazers or goers. I wonder what type we are. It's lovely, isn't it, to get caught up in worship and to sing, blessed be your name, or and can it be, and to get caught up in it all. But it means nothing, our worship, unless it touches our hearts and propels us out into the real world. When the prophet Elijah was miraculously swept up into heaven, the spirit that had been with him settled on his servant Elisha and thereby he became his successor. Now we are the succession for Christ because Jesus said, but you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
power to become witnesses throughout the world, not just in Israel, not just in our Galilee, our street, but across the world. Think about your journey, where you've come from, your Galilee. What is it that Jesus is calling you to do and to be today? Matthew's gospel has Jesus instructing his disciples just before the ascension, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We've been doing that. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. So, my challenge this morning. Gazers or goers. Perhaps we need a mixture of the two. Gazing, knowing one day he will come again. And we will be judged. But going because we are his. Our heart is his, and he has work for us to do. Amen. Amen. Like us to sing our final.